This is Harry Hog Football. On today's show, we talk about the game between the Washington Redskins scrubs and the Indianapolis Colts scrubs. And we also talk about the enshrinement in the Hall of Fame of Neil Green and Art. Live with Aaron, Josh, and John. Yo, 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 what's up, y'all? guys realize if you weren't there how many Redskins fans were at the ceremony and the game? There were at least 1,500 there because I think that's what the stadium is. 15,000. I know, dude. I'm just kidding. <laughs> guys, dude, it was like being at a high school game. Yeah. Like, I, I went down during halftime of the game itself and I was literally, I was at the three-foot chain league fence <laughs> at the bottom of the, <laughs> of the stands. And I was literally eight feet from the players' bench. Dude, dude, you got it. Almost, I, if I wanted to, I could have almost reached out and touched Casey Redbox hanging brains. Except that wasn't <laughs> that bad. Um, yeah, dude, you got to admit, you were tempted to streak the field just just to be that close. I I, I thought about going. Woo! And we're like, "Where's John? Oh, there he is. There he is. Best <laughs> thing on two feet. Woo! Dude, it was brilliant." <laughs> I'd like to thank um, once again David Lee for sending us the Dallas Sucks flag because us and Dude, the a whole rest of the stadium got a kick out of that. Your the, the Dallas Sucks flag was photographed at least one hundred times. Oh yeah, because during the commercial breaks, Aaron and I would stand up and hold it out so you could read it for all the people below us could read it. And then we'd, like, turn it around so all the people above us could read it. And every time, everyone's like, no, 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 hold it up longer, hold it up longer. We want to take pictures. But when, the you know, the guy, the commercial break guy would walk back off the field, we'd put it down because we didn't want to be, you know, jerks about having the flag up. But we put it up almost every commercial break. Now, did you guys did you guys put it up when uh, Michael Irvin was walking across the stage? No, we didn't have it that night because we no, thought we it would be rude. we didn't take it for the ceremony night. We thought that would be rude. You're trying to be classy. 
we were being classy. We wanted to keep like it classy, Art. like like uh, like Art Monk, as opposed to classy like Michael Irvin. It was pretty funny because he got booed off the NFL Network set as well. Dude, they had security around the NFL Network stand, and they kept trying to run the Redskins fans off that were booing him and yelling at him, and they just we just got louder. <laughs> and then eventually, like, you get bored and walk away, but someone took your place. I mean, you cannot understand. It was like 95% burgundy and gold. It was like FedEx Field West. Mm-hmm. And, and that's not an exaggeration at all. It was unbelievable. Like, if you saw it on the NFL Network or on ESPN during the, the ceremony, if you only saw the people sitting in the first, like, little group on the field in front of the stage, you didn't get the full the full oomph of it because that's where, like, you had the red section for Andre Tippett and you had a little orange section for Zimmerman and, and whatnot. Yeah, those are, yeah, like, family yeah. and friends sections right down there. Both grandstands were completely burgundy and gold. I mean, there were there were probably like thirty Dallas fans there because they always show up. Yeah, like like the two that were sitting on our aisle. Yeah, there were two sitting on our aisle that left after Zimmerman was inducted. Didn't even wait for Art Monk. It was like, why were you even here? I think I yelled at him. I was like, why are you here? <laughs> but but. but they were booing Michael Irvin, and when they brought him out during the, uh, here's all the old-timers who were here. And Michael Irvin, you know he felt like, oh, I finally made it in after I cried my way through the first two rejections. And then I finally made it in last year, and now I'm coming back from my first year as a member of the Hall of Fame. I can't wait for everyone to just behold my glory. And everyone was just Numb like, F you, Irvin, you suck! Numbnut. <laughs> <laughs> Totally, like, like he must have felt like a big piece of doo-doo because no one was giving him, they weren't giving him any quarter. Everyone was booing the living daylights out of him, and as well they should. Dude, the Redskins fans, which was basically the stadium, the stadium was booing every time they heard the word Dallas or any kind of reference to Dallas. When Fred Dean was getting introduced by the owner of the Cowboys, he mentioned Fred Dean's first game where I think he's like, he had three sacks on Danny White, and the stadium erupted. <laughs> They're like, woo! It was hilarious. Just because he said he got three sacks against Dallas and they beat Dallas, everyone's like, yeah, woo! Dude, Dude. what was great was like during uh, during the introduction of that on TV because you guys were there and I was on, I was watching on TV. Um, they actually showed Danny White hitting the hitting the dirt like three different times. Nice. And, and another thing to understand, if you ever go to the Hall of Fame game or the ceremony, it's a dry stadium. So most of the people there were sober. Mm-hmm. You didn't have, like, like the I've been drinking a lot at the game crowd, like, going crazy. I mean, most people like us showed up and were like, all right, you know, we had a beer before we came in at dinner or whatever. Get to the stadium, buy some brews, and, hey, where's the beer truck? Where's, where's, where's the beer guy? There's no beer here? All I get is Coca-Cola and caffeine. They had strawberry smoothies. They did have strawberry smoothies. And, and, Seven dollar uh, Coca-Cola. <laughs> yeah, and they had like six dollar hamburgers. It was really expensive, but that's a whole other story. Um, yeah, but, dry stadium. Dry stadium because it's officially a high school stadium. Oh, yeah. John also got a picture of me and the Hogettes with the Dallas Sucks flag. Oh, yeah. We've got a couple of uh, pictures we're going to be putting up on the website here soon. Um, the Dallas we. 
Dallas Sucks flag made its rounds during the game night. Like we said, we did not take it to the ceremony night Saturday night because even though we hate Michael Irvin, we were keeping it classy. Um, uh, we met uh, up with John's good friend uh, Forrest George on our the, buddy the Forrest call. George, who is a longtime listener and uh, hooked us up with a, a short radio spot last year. Um, did you guys, we Wings on hot wings or something. We did. We went to Quaker Steak and Lube in Canton. Highly recommended if you ever are in a place where there is a Quaker Steak and Lube that you go and enjoy the. Uh, what kind of wings are those, Aaron? Um, atomic. That you wings. had the atomic wings. Um, yeah. Those are the ones I, that I, I ate three of. And yeah, Mark I was not. Uh, I, I did not go that route, and I'm kind of glad I didn't because you guys had burned lips the next day. They, they look, turn they your look, mouth burgundy, and the next day you have liquid gold. It looked like we had chapped lips when we were done eating it. Yeah, except for that, you actually burned them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And there's then, actually one opening here in uh, Norfolk in January. The manager told us after he came out to our table to talk to us. He also to- told us that we completely missed the entire crew of the first ladies of football that were there the day before. Yeah, we were a little shocked by that. Mm-hmm. And then, and then, uh, I have to admit, after going to the game on Saturday and having them, like, what, 30 feet away from us uh-huh. and and doing all that they do, I've never appreciated cheerleaders quite that that much. I got a rash. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, dang it. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty interesting. And the guy behind us was like, it was after the Redskins had a bad play or something, and he just was like, well... The first ladies of football are in mid-season form. <laughs> that was pretty funny. Uh, yeah, it was pretty funny. But uh, so uh, the Hall of Fame ceremony—they obviously uh, thought ahead because Goodell is a pretty smart uh, uh, head of football here here in the uh, NFL, and he. Uh, I, I imagine he's the one who probably looked at the list and was like, you can't have Art Monk go like third. You got to have him last or the entire stadium's going to empty out. So Art Monk was last. Daryl Green was fourth. And, they stuck, uh, stuck Daryl Green fourth so that he would appease Redskins fans. Then they would, you know, make it, finally make it through. Who was next? Zimmerman? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Zimmerman was fifth, which well, he was good. I really liked his speech. Well, um, he made the old guys go first. Because he was uncomfortable. The old dudes had to go first because they might be has ever played for that guy. Yeah, exactly. Dude, what was up with Roger Goodell like refusing to address the crowd? I thought no, that was, no, it's because he said he said this is their night. I'm not going to do this. Let them talk. It's not about me. It's about them. Yeah, That's but you would think he'd be like, I'd like to congratulate all the members of the Hall of Fame. Yeah, for everyone in the dance, we're all, and I mean literally, everyone was kind of looking around like that seems kind of rude. What is that about? I think they didn't explain it to, obviously, to the people that were there. But on television, they had them, like, mic and stuff. And he said, no, this is their night. It's theirs. Okay. Because well, we uh, we had Berman coming out to the uh, to the microphone. And, and he was just like, well, he said that he doesn't want to do. Or uh, uh, he says it's their night. <laughs> I know. We were like, what? <laughs> you know. <laughs> back, 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 you know, back, 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 back. Yeah, I think that's probably what he was worried about. Dude, we were also the next day. We went to the Hall of Fame and we parked in some like old ladies' like driveway for sweet five old bucks. Old ladies' driveway. That was pretty sweet because uh, we were we were what 
three blocks from the Hall of Fame. Yeah, we were like not even three blocks away. And the night before, we had made the mistake of paying like five dollars to park about two miles away, and then three dollars each to ride the little tram in. Right, which was cool because we got to see Hail the Redskins over and over on the way in. Yeah, but, but um, it was it like wasn't waiting cool. for it was like waiting for the shuttles after a FedEx game, which incidentally aren't running this year. But that's a completely different story. Um, it was like waiting for the shuttles. We got this huge backed up line waiting for the buses to go back, and we were like, "Let's just follow that crowd and walk back." Mm-hmm. And it took a lot less time to get back to them. So we made that mistake the first night. So the second night, second day, we went over there at about noon to go to the hall, and we parked in that woman's yard, and she said that. We could come back and leave, and then she would save our place for us. And she did. Yeah, and we didn't even have to pay extra. Yeah, yeah so at, right before the game, we just come cruising in, like, three blocks away. We're, like, weaving through cops that are, like, whistling and blocking people off and stuff. We're like, no, we have a parking spot. <laughs> we pull in. The lady was really nice. Like, like you, Aaron, and uh, Mark, our friend that was a, uh, a Colts fan that went with us, were just like, dude, you go talk to her. You go talk to her. I was like, all right, I'll go talk to her. And she's like, we get there early, like it was like eleven or twelve, and she's like, hello, like knock on the door, hello, this little bent over lady. I'm like, excuse me, you allowing people to park in your yard, you know? And it's, she's like, oh yes, it's five dollars, and like a block away from there, one block closer, it was twenty bucks to park in people's yards, and not <laughs> even like the whole day. I know like, until four o'clock. You had to leave at four o'clock. And then it was thirty dollars to park in some of the, some of the yards after four. Yeah, like one block away. And this lady was like, I don't think that's fair. I don't think that's right. And I was like, well, we're planning on going to dinner and coming back. Can we pay you another $5 to hold our spot? She was like, oh, you don't have to pay me again. I think $5 is fine for the whole day. Man, those other people must have been like Dallas fans or something. I know. Maybe. All I know is we got back, and the old lady was still nice and sweet, but she had an edge to her, like she was going to whip out a hickory stick and whip some butt if she tried to park in her yard. And his there. <laughs> you know what it was? Like, I bet the- I bet there's other people's yards. They had to pay a cut to the Danny. <laughs> <laughs> and then she was like, she was like eating some cottage cheese or pineapple or ice cream or something. Ice cream, I think. And then cottage she like, cheese. do you guys want some pop? Yeah. Yes, welcome to the Midwest, folks. We were there. She was like, would you guys like some pop? And we're like, what? <laughs> I got to say, Canton and down in Dover where we stayed, even though the hotel was a real um, uh, S-H-I-T hole. <laughs> um, the hotel we stayed was really crappy, but uh, all the people in Canton and in Dover were really, really nice. I mean, it was like Midwest to a T. Yeah. With cool. capital M. The hotel Everyone was, was so nice. The hotel was so crappy that Mark wouldn't even trade me his sleeping bag so I could sleep on the floor and not have to sleep on those sheets. <laughs> comment on the fact that I brought like like athletic shower shoes like the, you know the slip on plastic shoe type things when I pulled them out or when I said I was bringing them before we got there and then after we got there Aaron's like getting out of the shower and like sliding on a towel across the bathroom and then leaping onto his socks so he doesn't have to put his feet on the nasty floor it was cracked <laughs> John, and, like, it was so nasty remember like my bed came with a blanket but yours didn't Mine didn't have a blanket, but yours was all, like, ripped up and had cigarette burns in it. It, it had at least 20 <laughs> cigarette burns in it. And it, luckily, it didn't rain because the ceiling it obviously had leaks in it because there were all these brown stains <laughs> on the ceiling. 
Oh, yeah, and then we thought we had free HBO. Free HBO, but if you take the word free and remove the R, what do you have? <laughs> yeah, so that we one have... was on, what was on the marquee up front. It's in HBO. Yeah, it was <laughs> Along with the two banners that said, lowest priced hotel in the area. <laughs> and, and lowest and quality. New, no, the other one said. Newly renovated. Newly renovated. We were like, what you guys renovate? <laughs> like, we couldn't find anything that was even cool. There were like sinkholes in the kit, in the uh, bathroom floor. You step there, it's like squish. Dude, there was a, there was a gap <laughs> no. in the door large enough for like a large python snake to crawl through. <laughs> it was so crack nasty. We got there, we were like, no, 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 we booked a two-room suite with a kitchenette. We were, they're like, a what? <laughs> no, with two queen beds. And they're like, we don't have any queen beds. And at that point, we knew it was we were in bad shape. Yeah, we made them like, bring in a fridge for us. But we're like, it says here that we had a two-room suite with micro-fridge, coffee maker. <laughs> coffee maker, iron, because Aaron wanted to use an iron. Free and, HBO. Uh, um, Why did you want to use an iron? I didn't. <laughs> but we were like, Mark, you need to go back in there because it was booked under his name. We're like, you need to go back in there and tell them they gotta at least bring us a fridge. And they did. They like wheeled it out of some like ghetto shed or something. Like this, this lady went back to who was apparently at the front desk went back to the shed like I have in my backyard, and like pulled out a dolly, and then gives it to this dude, and this dude goes and like gets a micro fridge which if you don't know is a little fridge with a small freezer and another like bigger refrigerator section, two separate doors and a microwave hooked to the top. They're very popular in college. And he goes and pulls it from a room from across the parking lot and he's bringing it over. I'm like, dude, why can't we stay in that room? What's wrong with that room? And he just shrugs his shoulders and keeps wheeling it. And I'm about to ask him again. And the, the cleaning lady who's over there cleaning another room, she goes, it's only a single. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. Turns out that guy doesn't even work there. He just hangs out there. I know. He didn't even work there. He just hung out there, and he was there every day, like, hanging out at the, what was it, Best Value Inns and Suites. Yeah. Maybe he had a uh, crush on the Queen's lady. And then John. Maybe he was married to the then, Queen's lady, actually. But then, let's, get, let's get back on topic for, um, um, all right, but one yeah, more thing, John. The ceremony of the game. We got to get into the game here. All right, but one more thing, John left oh, a comment, oh, yeah. comment card, and it said, <laughs> "It said hair parentheses pubic left on toilet seat, not ours." <laughs> <laughs> and rather than leave it where they could find it, because I knew they just throw it away, I stuck it in the uh, dresser next to the phone book that looked like someone had used it to mop up like a spilt beer. I know. <laughs> It was nasty. Anyway. Oh, oh, man. It was it was pretty foul. I mean, I've stayed at work, like, when I was in college, but it's been a long time since I've been in college. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, like, I've seen the worst hostel, a place like a hostel in uh, Budapest once. So it was worse than that, but, you know. It was the worst in the United Eastern States. Europe. <laughs> anyway, dudes. Yeah, let's actually get to some Redskins news. Um, okay, let's get to the game, the Hall of Fame game. Um, oh, wait, wait. Let's go back to the ceremony. All right. Real quick. So we had Emmett Thomas going second. Daryl Green went in fourth. I belong here. And then uh, Art Monk <laughs> went in sixth and last. And what you guys probably didn't see on TV 
was not only there a four-minute and four-second um, standing ovation, which is the longest in history for the Hall of Fame, the guys at the ESPN tent, which was uh, Jackson and Trey Wingo, the only time the whole night, because they were down, down right in front of us, they actually got up, turned around, and did a standing O with everybody else. Mm-hmm. The whole night, all they did was broadcast or look through their notes. Mm-hmm. Broadcast through their notes. It was the only time they ever paid attention to what was going on. Yeah, Everyone was stood up for Art Monk. Oh, yeah, and Gary Clark was down there earlier in the ceremony just, like, getting mobbed by people in the back of the stadium. At the other end of the stadium, yeah. But he stopped signing autographs when Daryl Green went up. He did, and that was pretty smart because it was starting to get, like, a little bit of a, like, you know, let's, let's give a little more respect to the people up front and be like, I can't do this now, pay attention to them. Mm-hmm. Right. Type of thing. But being that they were all Redskins fans, they didn't really care about those other dudes. I have a lot. Yeah. I have a lot. Anyway, and to yeah. qualify, he said he belonged there because it was the work of God. God wanted him to spread his message and everything. So, you know, that's cool and whatever. But Each of them you gave very... $25 for an uh, autographed mini helmet by Daryl Green and Art Monk. This was a little pricey to me. Each of them gave a nice inspirational um, speech. Pretty much everybody did um, in their own way. And, I this is what else was odd, too. We went into the hall the next day, and, uh, of course, Forrest was in there touching all the busts, and we were kind of like, dude. <laughs> which, which Forrest, if you're listening, which we figure you probably are, I don't think you were supposed to touch the busts. Yeah. But, dudes, looking back on my pictures on my camera, it looks like John Riggins' bust has been touched an awful lot because it looked like it had been out in the rain for a few years, and everyone else's was, like, nice and shiny. Did you guys notice that? It's probably the lighting, dude. I don't think it was the lighting. It looked like it looked like people have touched his bust an awful lot. Well, we know at least one person that's already touched Art Monk's bust and has hadn't even been in there a week. A day. Who? Forrest. Forrest George. Why did he touch it? He for said good he luck, touched he it for good luck. But I don't think you're supposed to. We didn't see anyone touch any busts while we were in there. So uh <laughs> so that's probably probably not something you're supposed to do. But anyway, uh, hopefully it'll bring us luck for the season. Will make it turn color. But uh, yeah, so we went in there and we saw the uh, the busts the next day. But I found it interesting that in the little uh, case where all the new inductees like had little something in there, like Daryl Green didn't have anything. Like Art Monk had a jersey yeah. that he wore in a game or something. And you know all- why, dude? Because nobody's willing to pay for it. That's what I'm thinking. Like they couldn't. That's pay exactly him. what it is. It was like. You know, a jersey from when Art Monk broke the record and, like, the cleats from when Zimmerman blocked for John Elway in the Super Bowl and blah, blah, blah. And then for Daryl Green, it's like, this is one of the game balls. You one of Super the Bowl game 22. balls Super Bowl 22 with no signatures or anything. It was just a ball used no, in the game. because that would have cost the hall, like, about another 500 bucks to get a Super Bowl. <laughs> I know. It was really odd. It was, like, it was really odd. Re- Between that and, like, the big autograph session that cost $200 and – Daryl Green was the only one who didn't show up because he had, quote, prior commitments, yet that night he was at the Hall of Fame game doing interviews. Yeah, it was very odd. Like, I don't know what's up with Daryl Green now that he's in the Hall, but... Yeah. It seems like yeah. he's, he's letting the greed get a little bit of him. I hate to say because it's almost sacrilege for Redskins fans, but, you know... Yeah, but you know what? That, that said, he does belong there. He does belong there. Oh, yeah, he does. Absolutely. Doesn't mean he has to flaunt it. So, now, now, moving on to Art Monk, talk about a classy guy. 
best of the best, my favorite player of all time. Awesome. Yeah, at the ceremony, Aaron and I actually had our vote yes for number 81 t-shirts on. Uh, the next night, we actually wore our jerseys. Um, we got a lot of comments from people who liked our t-shirts. Uh, um, um, the Hoggets that we ran into and the Monks who were dressed in monk robes and burgundy and gold. Digging that. Yeah, we didn't really see Chief Z. We ran into Chief some... Chief Z was there. I saw him on, on the uh, TV when we he were watching there. the game the next night, but we never saw him. We never ran into him. We ran in. We ran into the Catman from the Carolina Panthers. Yeah, he was in the little section of the Hall of Fans, which was uh, right next to a uh, exact replica of Hand, the now-retired Hand that I got at the uh, Redskins-Falcons game back when I was 10, um, which is in the Hall of Fans, there in the Hall of Fame. Um, he sounded kind of lame. He was a uh, – he said he was a Packers fan and became a uh, Panthers fan. And he, he, I don't know. He, did he go like this? Did he go, wow, wow. He had some story but where he tried to – looking at hand in the glass case, and I, like, bumped into him, and I turned around, and he didn't move, and I thought it was just like a costume on a stand. <laughs> he thought it was then a statue. Then I moved statue. a few feet over. I was like, oh, it really is Catman, because they were having, like, the 10-year reunion of the Hall of Fans. And he was the one slated for that, like, two-hour time slot to hang out and talk to people. And Forrest George actually went up to him and asked him if he used to be a Redskins fan. Because <laughs> we told him, we were like, dude, dude, go, go and ask him if he used to be a Redskins fan. So he did. And, and I heard him be like, dude, did someone bet you to do that? And he was like, no, no, I just came up with it on my own. So kudos to him for saying that. <laughs> but no, it turned out he was a Packers fan. Anyway, it doesn't matter. He was kind of lame. Um, nowhere near as cool as Chief Z. And he, um, said that, he said that he used to watch the Redskins have their training camp in Winston-Salem. Is is, is that, that even At the Wake true? Forest uh, Stadium. Is that true? I don't, I, mean, I don't know. I haven't looked that up. I'm going to have to. Uh, I'm going to have to see if I can find that somewhere because I had not um, – Check that out. I didn't yeah. realize that either. I think he is full of it, to tell you the truth. Maybe he means the Panthers used to be awake for. Maybe he means the Panthers used to not exist. <laughs> yeah, because I told him at one point, I was like, dude, you know they used to all be Redskins country. So anyway, why were you a Packers fan? We gave him a hard Everything time. Everything used to not exist. We gave him a hard time anyway. So now we should we move on to the bit. game? Dude, should we move on to the game now? Move on to the game. Okay. The game. First off, first of all, first uh, play of the game. I don't know what was up with um, the Colts kicking on the first or doing an onside kick on the first play of the game, but um, yeah. hats off to uh, Chris Horton, yeah, seventh man, round pick, is. for uh, coming up with that one. That was awesome. And then the yeah. offense was, of course, three and out. Of course, it was a touchdown. <laughs> very nice. So very, very efficient on the opening drive of the preseason. Absolutely. Jason Campbell looked really good. He looked strong, poised. Yeah, he Campbell like, went uh, five for five, sixty-one yards, touchdown. He looked know, like an NFL quarterback. You know who else looked very, very, very poised? You know who else looked poised in that game? Zorn. Who? Zorn. Yeah. Well, that's the thing about Zorn. Like he comes. He, He was like, he didn't look like a rookie coach to me, and I rewatched it on. You can tell that he's been geared up for this for years. Yeah, he he wants to do this. Mm-hmm. Yep. 
could be a good thing. We'll see. I think it could be a good thing. But yeah, Campbell, uh, five for five, 61 yards, one touchdown. Um, pretty much flawless, except for when he got sacked because uh, uh, John Jansen got beat twice. Jansen just got burned. He got burnt twice on that second Wait, drive. hold on, dude. Hold on. It's a good time for this. Time for the O-line report. O-line report. John Jansen got burnt twice. Once. Twice in one drive. Ending in a sack. He got beat twice. And back in a, uh, I think another quarterback hit a rush. Yeah, on other maybe a hurry. On the other note, Ch- Chad Reinhardt, John's dog, played pretty solid. He played pretty good for a rookie. He made some mistakes, but then like we noted on one play, I was just like, "Who is that?" And everyone was like, "That's your dog, Reinhardt." He just got like he got in the way of the runner, dude. What's that? Remember, he got in the way of the runner. He got in the way of the runner. He was just kind of standing there, like, "Uh, what do I do?" But on the next play. It was a running play, and he drove his dude like ten yards downfield. So, you know, what um, what happened to Stephon Hare? Oh, he's Stephon out two Hire. weeks. He's out two weeks, dude. He's out about two weeks. Um, he, Todd Wade, the same thing. Uh, I think Wade had an ankle, and and uh, Stephon had a knee sprain. Sprain knee. knee sprain. For Stephon, it's not good. We want him to have as much time in the preseason as possible. I think because it, you know he's a rookie. Like Todd Wade, he's he's gonna wear down. You want to give him some time off, but Stefan Heyer is not a rookie anymore. He's a second year player. Dude. He is a second year player. He's not gonna get uh, duct taped to the goalpost. He's earned. Sure. He's <laughs> earned his way to be not be called. He's earned his way enough that when the O line does stuff, he he tags along with them. Like when they did the whole Chris Samuel's birthday cake mm-hmm. a few weeks ago, or about a week ago, I guess, and they showed it on Comcast where he, he like. <laughs> Where he picked it up and threw it in the face of uh, Randy Thomas, or Randy Thomas threw it in his face um, after he flicked cake at him. Stephon Heyer was there with them, like he's one of the, you know, the five offensive linemen. He's like the sixth man. He's like the Tim Reynolds mm-hmm. of the offensive line. Well, dude, just to clarify, I know his name is Stephon. It's Stephon Heyer, but last year we started calling him Stephon Heyer. Heyer. <laughs> so I'm gonna stick with that. Much we wanted the hair, with the bad hair day or the good hair day report or whatever the hair. We wanted day. to have a yeah. Is it a good hair day or a bad hair? Day? Well, it was a Weird. bad hair day on Sunday because he got injured. He got injured, but he'll be okay. He's gonna be all right. We didn't have any major injuries that game except for maybe the ego of one uh, Stuart Schweiger who got cut. Oh, dude. Before we get into that though, real quick before I forget, what was up with that dude in front of us? Mashed potatoes, dude? Yeah, there was some dude that was like, he was trying to call out like every play. Like, 32 mashed potato right on two. Come on, come on, come on. And come like, on, back back up, step up, step up. No, oh, you got to back up on that. Oh, yeah, man, because to, to preempt that, our section was mostly Redskins fans, a few Colts fans, and there was one Dallas fan like six rows down on the side who got really joked every time I put the flag up. Um, <laughs> everyone was totally cool. Like, you know, our scrubs are going to kick your scrubs' butts. You know, I mean, no one was taking anything seriously. It was a really good time. And this guy down, like, sitting right in front of me was this older gentleman, and his wife was with him. And you can tell his wife has been there before. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. she wasn't, like, acting embarrassed. She just kind of looked of, oh, my goodness. Yeah, and, oh, and then at one time, week, one time. Every uh, week, here we go. Because he would be like, all right, 32 mashed potato, five on three, hey! 
Yeah, yeah. And then, here we go. Right leg, chicken wing. Here we go. Back up, back up, linebacker, back up, back up, back up, back up. What are you doing? And then there was one play where uh, Billy McMullen was like wide open. And we're like, dude, you got to throw it to him. And he was like, nah, nah, he was the decoy. He was the decoy. And then they started to run like a similar play, like right after that. And I was like, throw it to the decoy. <laughs> yeah, the decoy. Billy McMullen was open a lot. Oh, yeah, you guys probably didn't notice that on TV, but he was so open so many times and he never got it thrown to him for some reason. Well, dude, do you think it's because early on he had that, uh, that missed that penalty? Yeah. And did he had, didn't he drop the ball that one time? No, there was one that was thrown really behind him. I think it was oh, by yeah. Collins. Yeah, it but was like five. that sweet pass, or Brennan threw that sweet pass to him. Yeah, he caught that long one from Port Brennan. I thought he started off rough, but I mean, I thought Billy McMullen, I mean, I thought McMullen looked, looked good later on. Later on, I agree. Like, at the beginning, it was a little rough. He had that penalty, but as things went on, like, the pass that he dropped was way behind him. I mean, he was turned around the exact wrong way trying to pull it in. And he's big. As yeah. they like to say on ESPN, he's very long. And he still couldn't pull that ball in, so. He's not as big as the, uh, Backup quarterback for the uh, Colts, the Pillsbury Throwboy. Yeah, the <laughs> yeah, the one that you know likes to back up various Manning. Uh, <laughs> dude, that guy sucked, man. He was horrible. Who was that dude that, that the Colts had number five? That Garcon. That was, good. was it Garcon? No, Garcon was the receiver that came out of a uh, um 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 was it Division three Mount Union, the powerhouse of Division three football. Dude, that guy was good. Which, if you guys don't know, Division Three football are schools that have absolutely no football scholarships whatsoever. That guy and was that good. guy was good. Mm-hmm. He was very good. He's going to mm-hmm. make the team, I already guarantee it, for the Colts. But who gives a crap about them? Yeah. We're going to talk about the guys who kicked some butt for the Redskins. Well, since we're talking about it, let's, give, let's give, go ahead and do our game ball. Okay. Yeah, right on. And now, the coveted and ever-elusive Game Ball Award. All right, Josh. Josh, go ahead and start with your game ball. Who, me? Uh, no, the other Josh in Studio uh, C. I didn't, I, didn't, I, didn't, <laughs> I didn't hear you say Josh. I'm sorry. Oh, um, right. I don't know. There were so many so many people that were shining. And, and you know, it's, it's easy to give a game ball to somebody who was, uh, uh, you know, who's a first-string player who, who actually got out there and played well. But um, I think I'm going to give a game ball to uh, Marcus Mason. Um, and, and, and typically, you know, I, I tend to go towards towards the defense, and there were certainly some shiners on the defense as well. But I just thought Marcus Mason, man, he looked good as a as a back. And we were talking about this a little bit before the podcast. But I, um, John said, "What did you say, John? You think uh, I think Rod Cartwright is in big trouble? Mm-hmm. I think Rod Cartwright is in big trouble because this coaching staff has no loyalty to him." And he was very disgruntled in the offseason. He wanted to sign somewhere else for more money, didn't get the offer, and signed for more money than he was making, but not as much as he wanted. Now, he had some big runs, too, though. Don't he did. Yeah, he did. He had some good runs. But, but to me, Marcus Mason seemed more consistent. Rock would have these, these runs, a good run, and then a few that he didn't get anywhere. And, I mean, of course, you can't, you can't put that all on the back. I mean, you've got to put it on who's opening up the holes for him, too. But... I just like the running style of Marcus Mason, the way that he looks. You know, and, and I think we talked about a little bit about this last year. Yeah, he, uh, exactly. He, Marcus uh, Mason has picked up exactly where he left off. Well, and John I, well, was saying I think that he looks like to me that he's grown. I mean, 
looks like he's he's even more solid. Like you knew he was going to be good last year, but now you look at him, you're like, okay, he could be a viable back. Well, John was saying that if he doesn't play for the Redskins this year, he's going somewhere. He's going. He's going to play for somebody. But Rock, he's though, not going to. He's not going to last on the practice squad this year like he did last year. Someone's yeah. going to pick him up from our practice squad. That's why I think he will make the team. In defense yeah. of Rock, though, he tore off that 18-yard run in the against the first team offense. Yeah, that's the thing. Rock has the experience, and he played against the harder off our defenses. So. We'll see. One game. One game does not make a player unless you're Stuart Swagger. Dude, he got so burnt on that touchdown, man. It was ridiculous. Anyway, you got to save that. We're in the game balls right now. I'm sorry. Anyway. uh, Should I go ahead, Aaron? Yeah, go for it. I'm going to leave you the best one. I'm going to go with uh, my cuz-in-law-ish, Colt Brennan. Yeah, he played against the third stringers. Yeah, he played with the third stringers. Um, yeah, he has a really weird arm motion when he throws. Why are you but giving him a kick? Because that's Roberta's last name. Oh, yeah. <laughs> are you going to get a jersey for her? Um, I'm thinking about it. She, she, she might actually wear that one if I get her one that says Brennan on the back. We've already started, we've already started calling him Cuz, just like you guys call uh, Dale Earnhardt Jr. your Cuz. Dude, dude. Uh, I'll be with you back here. Uh, okay. So, Colt Brennan, yeah, man, he kicked some butt. What was he, like 9 of 10 or something like that? He was uh, Colt Brennan's stats for the game. He was 9 of 10 for 123. Um, he was sacked once. He had two touchdowns. And like I said, he played against the scrubs, blah, blah, blah. Everyone knows it. Those those people who are out there are like, we got the quarterback of the future. Hold on there, Tonto. Give me a break. One game against third stringers doesn't make it. However, it did show that Collins sucked, though. It showed that Collins is not comfortable with this offense, the first new offense he's had to play with in like 11 or 12 years. It showed that Colt Brennan has played with this offense his entire career in Hawaii and is very comfortable with it. And it also showed that Zorn was able to open up lanes in the offensive line for him to throw it at some point. And, and, and I think, and jumping back on that, that shows that Zorn, I think, is definitely making a long-term commitment with him. Mm-hmm. And on the deep pass, I think it was Nippon Mullen, and on the deep touchdown pass he threw. Who was on that the deep, to? Yeah, those that two man passes, guy? Those two, yeah, on those two passes, the way he released it, it was still kind of sidearm, but it was like the ball jumped up at like, like a 60- or 70-degree angle, like straight up out of his hand, like 70 degrees, almost straight up out of his hand the way he threw it, and just lofted it straight up and then came straight down right into the receiver's hands. Mm-hmm. Like he was able to get a lot of loft under the ball, even though he was throwing it all weird. Yeah, you know dude. what I'm saying? And then on the other touchdown, and Aaron, you pointed this out during the game, that he just kind of rolled out to his right and he waited and he waited and he waited for the guy to finally just kind of back up a couple steps and get closer to the end zone. And then he zinged it to him. Like oh, yeah. He took the time. He was aware of what was going on around him. You know, he's got the skills. If he can step it up to an NFL level, then then in a couple of years he might he might just be the guy. Yeah, that's and I think nice. It's good too because I mean even now I think you know, Todd Collins his time is limited, so he'll you know, um and, and I don't know, I I missed a minute there. I had to I had to grab a phone call because my uh, my son's going to bed, so I had to tell him good night. But Aww. um <laughs> but I think that uh you know, John, we were talking about this a little bit too. That Todd Collins will make a good quarterback coach. 
Yeah. You know, if not for the you know Redskins at some point, for someone else. I mean, for Al Saunders, wherever, wherever Al Saunders is, yeah, like St. Louis or something. But yes, his time is limited, I think, as an NFL quarterback. And certainly, you know, Colt Brennan showed in this one outing that he's got, you know, something to, to, to give at this point. So we'll he's see. got something. He knows the offense. He's played it before. He's definitely got skills. He's got a lot of. He's got a lot going on. He's not yeah. like the savior. He's not the next, you know, whatever quarterback. But you know, he could develop into a very good, if not not very, very, very good. I can't say great, but he could be a very good quarterback. He's, you know, you can just see from that that instance, and that that was, you know, he was playing at the SEC level instead of the WAC or whatever conference he was in over there on the West Coast, very West Coast. Mm-hmm. For um, comparing that to you know the SEC when he got destroyed, but you can see like he stepped up another level. I really want to see him play against the Bills with the second team. Um, I think pretty much everyone does, but I also want to see if Todd Collins can come back and do better because it's brand new offense for him. He's gone eleven or twelve years without changing from Al Saunders' offense, so got to give him some more chances. I think I think he deserves a little bit more time. But, yeah, game ball to Colt Brennan. Absolutely. All right. What about you, Aaron? My game ball is going to go to Chris Horton. That dude destroyed. I didn't even dude, know he was awesome. on the team. I'd forgotten about him. And then he he recovered that onside kick. He had two sacks. One of them was untouched. I don't know what was going on with the Colts on that one. But uh, he had some nice uh, plays on defense at safety. Uh-huh. And, uh, yeah. That was my, that would typically be my game ball too. I mean, you know, I tend to go to the defense. I had a feeling though you were going to say that. I was like, yeah, I somebody, did too. Somebody's got to give it to him. So I'm yeah, looking Horton's, forward. Uh, Horton's line, starting with that onside kick recovery at the beginning. Um, he had two tackles, one assist, two sacks for 16 yards. Um, did he have a pick? He did Nobody not. He did not did. have a pick. He almost had a pick. He did not get one though. That Richardson guy got it. Yeah. Um. Dude, I think um, he had a damn good game for a uh, compensatory. Co- I can never say that word. Compensatory. Compensatory. A compensatory pick in the seventh round. The Redskins choose with the two hundred forty-nine thousandth pick in the draft. Chris Horton, the safety out of the University of California, Los Angeles. Come and go to bed, please. Well, dude, Horton the beauty of it. Who? The beauty of it, dudes, is that. Um, well, now I forgot what I was going to say. That's oh. all right. It was the beauty of it. Horton. Um, here's a oh, here's the beauty of it. The beauty right. of it is thanks to Horton, they get to cut <laughs> Schweigert and save some money there. Yeah, and Aaron and I, Aaron actually uh, T-voted the game, so we got to watch it the next night when we got back. Um, they don't get to, to cut uh, him. They did cut him. He's cut, yeah. dude. <laughs> no get to nothing. <laughs> Yeah, we actually watched that play. I think the play where he got cut actually was the touchdown he gave up because uh, I forget who the defensive back was um, on the left side, but he was obviously playing zone. I think it was, he was Justin going back, 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 And that receiver struck, streaked by him like lightning, and he barely turned his helmet to look at him and just went backpedaling and backpedaling. And you could see as soon as he went by him, you could tell that Swigert went to cover the guy in the middle who I think was covered by a linebacker. I think, Aaron, you saw that. Mm-hmm. And then he turned around and tried to get back to that guy before he got to the corner of the end zone, but too little too late. I would and like to say I know which one it was. You guys weren't, you didn't see it because you weren't watching on the TV, but that's when the big 
pair of scissors came across the screen. And, Dude, I would have I would have known which linebacker was covering him, but um, John left the roster in the car. Yeah, and it was some dude wearing like Levar Arrington's number. <laughs> so yeah, by the end I, of the game, I, we just we got so sick of going, "Who's that guy? Who's that guy?" We just started calling him by players in years past. Alvoid Mays was out there playing defense, and yeah, we we were getting a gig. The Alvin people behind Martin. us were laughing about it too because we kept calling people by their old numbers, the people Martin. that weren't on the team anymore. I think that jersey still said Arrington on the back, but it wasn't. Zero pounds. <laughs> anyway, dudes, let's get to our uh, kicks real quick. Light them up. It's Light time up. for this week's Kicking the Balls Award. <laughs> Schweiger. <laughs> Come on. He sucked, dude. Man, he was bad. Oh, I also want to point out one other thing before I forget. I found it interesting that John, oh, sorry, Sean Sweezum actually was able to kick it in the end zone every single kickoff except for one. Yeah, but you just but let him kick the balls because Sean Sweezum missed his one field goal. Dude, I always steal your kick in the ball. Well dude, dude you can kick him too. Another funny thing in the game was um John was talking about how bad Fabini was and he was saying like during the game, like once a cowboy fan like once a cowboy, always a cowboy. And there was like this one lone cowboys fan that was sitting over by me and he was being quiet, like uh atypical Cowboys fan just shut up like the whole game and watched yeah. it. And then because they were all intimidated. Like I didn't hear a single Cowboys fan say any junk to anybody because there was so much burgundy and gold around. But anyway, then at the but then when Sweezum missed that field goal, the only thing that Cowboys fan said the whole game was Cowboy. <laughs> what, what? <laughs> he just looks over just at me and goes he Cowboy. Just when and that was after it. I said about Fabini. I was like, what's a cowboy? Always a cowboy. And Nash Potato <laughs> turned around and was like, you right? You right? Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Nash Potato, 22 on three. Hunt chicken. He kept saying chicken wing, chicken wing. Dude, when that guy left, the Colts fan sitting next to me, who wasn't wearing, like, any memorabilia. He was wearing, like, black and gray. He turned to me and was like, if he said Nash Potato one more time, I was about to lose my... Oh, yeah, then there was some, like, old Colts fan down in front of him, and he just kept going. That guy just kept looking back to the mashed potato guy and going, move the chain. Yeah, all he do, he had, like, his arm, like, along the back of the bench. He'd just turn around and do the first down signal all, like, laid back like an old man would. He was like, move the chains as he put his arm down. That's all he said. Yeah, those guys kept going back and forth like grumpy old men. Oh man, it was off. It was it was like watching those two old Muppets up in the uh, up in the up in the uh, the, the box. It was like Walter Matthau and uh, Jack Lemon or whatever. <laughs> <his name> is. <laughs> anyway, so, um, so past this, uh, we've given our we've given our kicks and our ball. And you didn't give a kick yet, dude. Who didn't? You. You. I did too. What are you talking about? Oh, Sean Sweezy. Yes. Oh, okay. okay. Fair enough. I want to give a shout, though. I want to give a shout-out, and it's going to be even more interesting after the Bills game. 
Durant Brooks, sixth-round pick, Georgia Tech, Ray Guy Award winner, best punter in college football. Yep. I think he might cement his job tomorrow night. It depends on how Derek Frost punts tomorrow night. He may have a really good job because he had had four punts. He landed two inside the 20 and one for a touchback. The one that went for a touchback – it was like he was trying to angle. He was, he was trying to hit it like right at the goal line, and he, he failed on that. But the very next kick, he kicked it, and it went out like the 17. And everyone, he kicked it from like the 50 or something. And everyone was like, "Oh, that was a terrible kick!" And I was like, "No, no, no, dude." He was trying to avoid the touchback. He angled it out at like the 17. Not only 17 that, 17's better than the 20. Not only well, that, dude, that but twice. they had like four here, guys here, here down here there. One, when it I thought that was like a really, really. He like, had one that really went within game. the five. And it bounced back. It, it, it took a reverse bounce, which is partially luck. Dude, did Frost even kick at all? No, Frost didn't kick at all. They said Brooks was going to kick the whole game, and Frost was going to is going to kick the whole Bills game. Oh, okay. And they're going to compare the games that way. Um, I thought Durant Brooks had a very solid game, and Especially that he learned for his, from his mistakes as the game went along. He didn't shank an eleven yarder like Frost might. Yeah, you know, I mean, if Frost feels the pressure and hits like an eleven yarder, he, he or worse yet, kicks a Joe Theismann. He's done. But oh, I want to throw out one more shout about the game too. Um, well, I saw flashes, flashes from Justin Tryon, number twenty. Yeah. Oh yeah, Alvord Mays. And I'm interested to see what he does in the next game oh. before I can formulate an opinion on whether I think he's Dude, good. Dude, let me or not. throw out another. Let me throw out another quasi game ball then. This might be mine, too. Yeah, go ahead. It's got to go out to Reed Dowdy. Oh, yeah, dude, totally. Because he, he, he took was all Steven over the place. He, was oh, he all took over Stuart Swiger and just bitch slapped him right across the face and said, go home. I know. Dude, I'm telling you, I mean, he, you know, everywhere you look, it's like, there comes Reed Dowdy from the other side of the field. There comes Reed Dowdy. It's like he's in on that tackle. I mean, I was very impressed. Yeah, dude, they Dowdy. said that that was going to be a position battle. Or it, it, well, it got won pretty quickly. Yeah, totally. And you know who else had a really good game as a rookie, and though it was against the second team? It was sleepyhead Fred Davis. Oh, yeah. That dude caught the ball and took hits. He was 3 for 23, and his long was an 8, which meant the other two were like 7 yards each. Yep. Like, he was he was tough, and he's big. He is a big dude. I was really impressed, and I'm not a big fan of this guy. I was really impressed with what I saw with Fred Davis. Keep an eye on him. Dude, when's LeBron Landry coming back? You know, he's good. Hopefully Landry will be back this weekend. I know Portis is playing tomorrow. Portis is supposed to play a little bit, which I heard today on ESPN. This was on ESPN today. That uh, during the offseason when they restructured his contract, that his contract is guaranteed. Allegedly, the whole thing. But part of the deal with guaranteeing his contract is that he has to play in at least one preseason game. So I think tomorrow may be his preseason game. Yeah, and hopefully he won't try to make any tackles. Yeah, I'm really hoping he just lets him go because it doesn't matter. Oh, dude, you know what we're going to get to do after the game tomorrow? What? Our favorite former Redskins lineman is playing in this game. Oh, a Dockery report. Nice. Oh, yeah. The Dockery, the Dockery Report will be back next week for one final time. Oh, again. yeah. We keep saying that, well, and then he keeps did. coming back like a roid. <laughs> comes back like a roid? That's too long. <laughs> what did I hear? I heard uh, Shannon Sharp today. 
What's up, Papa? What's up, Papa? Anyway. He's on there with, with uh, what's his name, that Giants announcer, Papa? Bob Papa. Bob Papa. Shannon Sharp is on there. Was it Sterling or Shannon? It was Shannon. Shannon. No, no, come on, Papa. You know I'm the Papa. It was pretty come hilarious. Come on, now. You know when I'm talking, Papa. But he just kept doing that over and over. They said, Papa. But today, uh, what's his face? He was on there with um, Randy Cross, and he was talking about Brett Favre leaving, and he said, don't let the screen door hit you where the good Lord split you. <laughs> <laughs> I was now, cracking don't let up. that screen door, Papa. You know oh. you don't need to let that screen door hit you with, the, with Papa. Where the good Lord Man. split you? What else we got here? We're running a bit long on this one. Um, it's because we're back in season. Yeah, we've we're, got Tom's trivia is coming at you live next week. Of, of, uh, football. We are back in preseason four. Times Tom's trivia will be back next week live. We talked to Tom at the enshrinement ceremony. We did, and we made sure of that. So be ready for next week, y'all. It's football season. That's right. That's and tomorrow right. night, Tom's trivia will be live. Dude, for everyone out there tomorrow night, everyone that has the NFL Network, uh, the Redskins-Bills game will be live at 7 o'clock tomorrow on NFL Network. Yes, sir. And, uh, one uh, thing to throw out, I want to talk about the uh, Harry Hogg Fantasy Football League. Um, we got three spots that have not been filled by former players. Um, if you want to be in this year in the uh, third annual Harry Hogg Football Fantasy Football league you need to email me at john at harryhogfootball.com the spots will be up um i'm thinking about the 15th of the month i'm going to uh give those up to our to our uh got a couple of our brothers out in england dude we've got a longer waiting list than the redskins do yeah dude you're damn right because the redskins just sent me an email the other day saying their seats available still so there are people who want to be in and i really don't want to run two leagues so let's uh Get everybody in on one league. If you want to jump in on there, give me an email and let me know. Um, there's three people waiting to get in, and there's three open spots. If I don't hear from anybody who used to be in the league, you guys are going to lose your spot. Yeah. And touching on a couple of other things, too, uh, beyond the fantasy draft, um, there's more and more shops that we're adding to the uh, Harry Hog shop. So if you're out there shopping, whether it's something on Amazon, iTunes, whatever, shop through Harry Hog. It helps us get a little... Uh, a little kickback from whatever you purchase doesn't cost you anymore, but it helps us to uh, keep things free and on the air. Um, also, we just added Hotwire, um, Orbit, and okay. and Enterprise Rent-A-Car. So if you're doing any traveling to a Redskins game or anything like that, um, if there's any way you can book through it, I certainly encourage you to uh, find the lowest price out there. Um, but however, yeah. i got to tell you, I had to book a flight to Florida for this coming Sunday, and I looked on all kinds of different sites, and I was able to actually book the flight through ours um, for the lowest price through Hotwire. So um, check it out if you're going for real? If you're planning on traveling. Yep, for real. For and real. Um, dudes, the iTunes yep. link is on there too. So if you buy albums through there, if you go through us, we get a little cut. And Amazon.com, which basically yeah, has dudes, everything. Yeah, dude, look it up. I actually went on there and bought some stuff on Amazon recently through our site. Anyway. Shout out to Eugenia, I think her name is, um, out west. She sent us an email along with a couple other folks. Yes. Uh, we appreciate when everybody sends in emails um, telling us if you like what we're doing or if you, you think it's horrible, let us know. Um, that's fine, too. You can always give us a call uh, on the hog.
hog line. Do you have that number handy, John? That hog line number is 206-426-1251. If you have a cell phone in three minutes, just read off. And it's a local call if you live in Washington. State. Seattle, Washington. (laughs) Washington State. Um, But anyway, leave us a message on on the hog line if you'd like. Um, What else we got? That's about it, dude. It's time for... uh, we're like closing right. in on an hour. It's time to shut this book. Let's go well, don't now. forget Josh's new uh, new thing we yeah. got going on. It's oh, there. it's not on the thing. It's not on the. I didn't put it on the itinerary. That's my bad. It's always on. It's every week. All right, every you ready, week. dude? I got the music yeah. ready. Here we go. Where are you now? Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Break out your lighter. Ready for this one? I'm keeping it short, sweet, and simple. Where are they now? This week's Where Are They Now goes to Mr. Class, number 81, Art Monk. Yeah. Because I think we all know where he is now. He's where he belongs in the Pro Football Hall of Fame Damn in right. Ohio. Congrats. Woo! And his bust is getting touched by Forrest. Woo! Woo! Short and sweet this week. We'll get back to some uh, more obscure people next week. But uh, congratulations to both Daryl Green and Art Monk. Uh, we're getting in the Hall of Fame this past week. We're and proud Emma of Thomas. Yep. And Emma Thomas. Mm-hmm. He's got two rings holding down that right arm, or left arm, That's whatever. Right. Yep. Where's it on? All right, so dude. So, uh, hail to the Redskins. Say, dude, what, dude? What a great time. Great to see those guys in the Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. Um, it was fantastic. It was fantastic. Awesome. I highly recommend it. Yep. And, um, yeah, dudes. And as always, uh, hail to the Redskins. Uh, hopefully they'll kick some butt tomorrow night and no one will get injured and uh, as always dudes if you see a Cowboys fan especially a FedEx West otherwise known as Canton, Ohio or Fawcett Field Fawcett Field the frozen thunder of Fawcett Field in Canton, Ohio (laughs) anyway if you see him Joker Joker